0: That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. I just came back from the salon and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love way whey. way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with... Wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order, and that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more, and it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair, and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet and that's why I love Way's anti-frizz cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Whey's other bestsellers. They're leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E ouai.com icom and enter promo code ANDY for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code ANDY. It's Andy's girls. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um. I don't want to edit this episode. I want you to hear exactly how I'm feeling in whatever terrible way I communicate it. And I think that's important. I think it's important for a podcast that's about people, obviously, but stream of consciousness that what I say is imperfect, because I am imperfect. I love shows that are like tightly edited, beautifully discussed conversation, they are needed and necessary. And Andy, and that's so funny. I'm just saying, just to say what I'm saying next. Andy's girls is not that. It's a shit show. It's um, I'm a little bit of a mess. I I speak in ways. I take long pauses, which is because uh, I have probably always done that. I try to think of what I'm saying as I say it out loud for the very first time. And also, I had a brain episode last year, so sometimes I say words that don't make sense in structure. It's easier for me to fuck that up when speaking out loud than when writing things down. Although, um, interestingly enough, I still have not been able to spell as well as I did before uh, what happened last year. Anyway, this fucking show, this journey that we've been on is uh, entirely about people. It's about the fact that, uh, number one, as many of you know, um, I don't believe in using the term guilty pleasure, that I think escape is valuable and oftentimes necessary. It can, in fact, be a piece of survival for people to be able to disconnect, to talk about, God forbid, Shan. Um, and it's helpful. It's also helpful if for a, a pod and a conversation that's about like reality TV and Bravo to... Bring with it a sense of curiosity to try to understand and connect to people we may strongly dislike. We might, God forbid, even say we hate. Um, Because I think it's important to understand that flawed people can still be spoken about in a way that is humanely or not, and to understand the reasons um, that we feel the latter. It's less about the opinions and more about the process in which, um, we've come to reach whatever it is that we're about to say on any given episode. And if you follow me on social, you know, that I, fuck, this is so much harder (laughs) than I thought it was going to be, and I knew it was going to be terrible. Um, I I haven't really slept since Saturday and I am having trouble figuring out how to eat and take care of myself. That is especially challenging because as some of you know, I have a nervous system disorder and it is vitally important for my physical health that I eat and consume electrolytes. It's vitally, vitally important for my Physical health that I (laughs) try to moderate the kinds of stress that I feel. So you can imagine the process of being Jewish, what that is doing to my body right now, which I'm so thankful is alive. (laughs) I'm thankful that I am able to be terribly, terribly upset because it is telling me that I am alive. And if you are Jewish and you don't follow me on Instagram, first off, kudos to you. I mean, taste. Genuinely. <laughs> but you might be thinking to yourself, God, I really wish Sarah was here for me right now. Why don't I have an app? Ep- And if you are not Jewish or are, I have to tell you that this episode will not include conversation about current episodes from current seasons of Housewives. And that's because I haven't had a chance to watch, but I will. I am going to watch because remember that whole thing about guilty pleasures? It can be a form of survival. We need to be able to escape it is incredibly difficult for me right now to be able to watch anything on television. Television has been, for me, a tool of survival. It started, I don't know, when I was younger, I would watch hours and hours and hours of TV I don't have that relationship with movies. I'm obsessed with the Oscars. I was put on probation in college because I refused to go to a mandatory meeting because it was the night of the Oscars. I was put on probation and later awarded RA of the Year (laughs) because I couldn't do it, because I'm obsessed with the Oscars. And it's wild. I don't have the same connection with movies that I have with TV. The thing that I love about the Oscars in addition to everything is the fact that it is to me a form of TV. And there have been moments in my life where I've had enormous anxiety and depressive episodes. And the thing that I do, I stay inside to feel safe. And I'll watch TV. I'll watch entire series episodes over and over and over again. It makes me feel calm. It regulates my nervous system. And remember, I have a nervous system disorder. So that is important to do. And so I feel so alone the last several days, not only because I feel completely isolated from people I know in my personal life and also, LOL, the greater world, but also because I don't have TV to be my friend in the way it always has been. There was a time when my brother was in a nursing home while my dad was in Iraq. And he needed, you know, someone's got to take care of him. And um, I stayed in my apartment, not pre-Cloffis. This is a, a, a legal sublet I was in for two years on that Upper Side. And I w- was stayed in my apartment and I listened to Ben Folds and I watched Arrested Development over and over and over again. It was the thing that made me feel okay. It's why there have been studies and articles about the reasons that people like rewatching things because there's comfort in knowing what's coming. So you can imagine how bad things are that I no longer feel safe watching TV because I'm afraid of what's happening if I disconnect. I'm afraid of not knowing what's going on. That's really difficult for someone who hosts a podcast about television, in which I rely on advertising and the Patreon to pay my rent. It's difficult because I sort of am Andy Scrolls. The way that I communicate to you guys on solo episodes and with guests is not terribly different from the way that I have conversations in real life, which can be complicated. I can be a complete twat. Like I I can laugh and yell. I can cry while doing all of the above. But it's tough when I feel like me even now recording this means that for however long it takes for me to speak, I don't know what I could do to better keep myself safe. And I tried watching the new episode of New York. I really did. I wanted to. I heard Aaron and sigh, like, fuck up. I want to see that. <laughs> I want to talk about it. I, something happened with Jessel and Pavet, like something around a sandwich and points. I want to understand that. I want to have a break. I'm desperate for a break. I'm not sleeping, I'm not eating, I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not able to because my body is so wired, because the adrenaline is like coursing through me. And because a lot of my friends haven't been there for me in the ways that I absolutely expected, I don't know how to externalize Aside from being on Instagram and just sharing information. Because when I have friends who say to me, they can't say that murdering babies is bad until they get more information, I wanna be able to say that you follow me on Instagram. In fact, spiritually, we follow each other because we're pals, but also we quite literally follow each other on this social media beast. And so there's so much information but but the reason that i'm talking to you today is because i know there's a conversation about people who are genuinely scared of saying something because they don't understand what's going on and while i didn't go to NYU or Smith so i wish i was able to know it all i i want to acknowledge that i Understand that concern. I understand why a person could be afraid of saying that killing babies is bad because you don't want people to get upset at you. And I have to say also that that's kind of the cost of doing business, of being a human being and a friend, is that people are going to get upset at you when you say that no one should be murdered. And that rape is always bad. And here's the thing that I want to make extremely clear is that this for a podcast that in many ways talks about politics through the lens of hopefully humanity and connection. I have made a concerted effort uh, of for a while of not getting into some nitty gritty when it comes to like the ways we think of politics in red or blue Because when we do that, when we focus a conversation on the values we believe a a housewife has, we miss out on literally everything else. We are sacrificing uh, the idea of a person's humanity and also what it is that we're watching on TV. And I think to understand that people are extremely complicated is actually a benefit and a value, and it can be a privilege if it also comes from someone who doesn't feel immediately unsafe. And so the thing that I want to share with you, the conversation that a lot of Jews are having right now is the thing that I think is incredibly, incredibly important to say, which is that there are podcasts where you can have conversations about politics in a way that is broad and specific and nuanced and researched. And this is not that. What I want to say to you right now is a Jewish person and being Jewish for me is an identity that is closer to my core than anything else, more than being a woman or a spiritual blonde Chris Manzo's future and also present girlfriend is that it is more me than anything else and that your Jewish friends are not okay and you should care about that you should care that we're in a lot of pain and we feel alone and Jewish people are being butchered and that should mean something to you. And I'm sorry that those dead babies are Jewish because I, I think if they were not, we would not be talking about this, coaching it by saying it's a conversation around politics. One that we have the option to stay silent on. The idea that we can reach out to our friends in real time, which you absolutely should be doing. You should be checking in every day. At least every day with your Jewish and Palestinian friends right now. They need you every single day. You should not say, I'm here for you. You should say, What do you need? You should not leave it to the person feeling targeted and attacked to have to know what it is that they want because they're just trying to stay. It's they're quite literally just trying to stay alive. We're trying to exist in a world in which. We are looked at as a shell and nothing else. And that's really fucking tough. And the thing that I th- I just checked to make sure I was recording, can you imagine if I have to redo this again? This will never happen again in the way that it is happening now. I will continue to talk, but <laughs> can you imagine if I had to redo this? Hey, it's Andy's Girls. Oh my God, sweet Christ. Um, In the way <laughs> that... Um, in the way that I want to remove the idea of this being a conversation about politics and because I don't want to allow that to be a permission slip that you guys, non-Jews seem to be very comfortable allowing yourself to write. I'm seeing friends of mine, people I care about who are not Jewish, Posting and encouraging people to remember that it's okay to stay quiet because things are complicated and hard. And I don't remember a recent, a marginalized community under attack being told uh, that the definition of silence is okay and having that framed by people who aren't being targeted right now. And um, I say that acknowledging, as I have every day, every single day, I'll do it multiple, multiple times a day, that the reason that Jews are being slaughtered right now is not because of civilians. It's because of a terrorist organization called Hamas. And to connect Palestinian civilians with a terrorist organization And to say that the reason that babies are being slaughtered is for social good is to say that Palestinians are in some way responsible for this, that your Palestinian friends and the Palestinian people. Can you imagine how inhumane that is to connect people you may or may not know with a terrorist organization raping children? Do you understand the level of dehumanization that you are doing to Palestinians right now from conservative and progressive organizations? Do you know how awful that is to directly link them? You're doing great work for Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. It is not Palestinian civilians. And right now, Israelis and Palestinians and Jews are being terrorized, and innocent people are being killed in Israel and Gaza. And those people are Israeli and Palestinian civilians, neither of whom are representative of the Israeli government or of Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. So imagine. That 9/11 happens. And I say this sitting in the claw office here in New York. Imagine that 9 /11 happens, and that the, the, the very day that 9 /11 happens, people in New York go outside and celebrate. I mean, 9 /11 happened in 2001. That did not happen. People were too busy trying to stay alive. So imagine the feeling. For me right now, being a New Yorker, seeing rallies of my neighbors, celebrating as children are raped, and saying by any means necessary, imagine the feeling that I have as a Jewish person when I see other Jewish people saying that all Palestinian civilians should die because it's by any means necessary. I wonder what it is that we're trying to communicate. The thing that I wanna make clear, my values, is that no one should ever be raped. Gun violence is always bad. Burning babies alive is always bad. Contacting me, Someone who stands with the Palestinian people under oppression and telling me that this was meant to happen as a sign of social progress, trying to teach me is to assume that I, a Jewish person, am a representative of the Pal- uh, sorry, I am a representative of the Israeli government. Jews are not a monolith. Palestinian people are not a monolith. And yet we are being spoken of by people who are not us using stereotypes. That's unfortunate when civilians in Israel and Gaza right now are being murdered. And I now have a delivery from Amazon Prime. But I think this is more important to talk about than to answer my door. So apologies to the Tumblr that was a replacement for the one I accidentally forgot in the emergency room on Tuesday night, which you guys will hear about on an upcoming episode that I recorded on Tuesday after leaving the emergency room, because what happened was I forgot to chew a mushroom taco. And what happened after that was honestly very funny, and I'm thankful I didn't choke to death, which was... Um, a concern. And the experience of telling the person at security at the Lenox Hill emergency room, a place that quite literally saved my life last year when I was brought in with um, a critical hyponatremia after going for a walk, as one does. The experience of telling the security guard when I walked in, and the intake nurse, and the person assisting. And a nurse and another nurse and a doctor in the emergency room attending that the reason I was there was because I forgot to chew a mushroom taco and it lodged in my throat was honestly very funny. And I thought to myself when I got home, you know what? I can't watch Housewives right now. So I'm so sorry to the Jews who are desperately in need of content. I'm sorry. I I feel like I have failed you. But I do have a story about a mushroom taco, and I think it's really funny. And I recorded it quite literally after getting back to my apartment. I thought it was going to be a four minute episode. Unsurprisingly, to many of you, it ended up being a solid 70. And I am going to post it, but I, I really, truly didn't want it to be the first thing that I posted after Saturday. Because in that time, um, I have been just trying to figure out how to stay alive in a way that means trying to survive the terrorism that I feel in my bones and the sadness and fear that I have because I don't have friends who are willing to protect me because they are afraid that other people will get mad and there's a great article that I'll link to from New York Magazine that I encourage you to read in full. And if you want to read a great book by David Badil, it's called Jews Don't Count. So I'll link to that in the show notes. And the thing that I want to make clear is that Hamas is a terrorist organization. It doesn't represent Palestinian civilians and the Israeli government and alt-right <clears throat> institution currently, does not um, represent Israeli civilians. And many of the people who were slaughtered on Saturday and the days since were fighting to support and amplify Palestinians. But now there are less allies because they're dead. And the thing is, I'm not really going to talk to you about that. I just wanted to make it clear, The thing of it is, is that rape and murder is not okay. And if you are not comfortable saying that out loud, I need you to understand that I don't know who you are as a friend and that right now you don't make me feel safe. And um, I haven't heard from a lot of the people who I consider really close friends because they're scared of saying the wrong thing. But the thing that you can say to a friend is that I care about you, I love you, and how can I help? But I don't get that from a lot of people, but a lot of people I do. Um, Hamas, the, the former leader of Hamas, put out a statement yesterday calling for a global day of jihad tomorrow. So all of the people and all of the organizations who've been celebrating the slaughter of Jews, who've been saying it's a sign of social progress to rape babies in front of their parents and then to burn them alive are in luck because now you have the chance to participate if you're not in Israel or Gaza because now the jihad is in New York and wherever else Jews exist in the world. And imagine how I feel knowing that friends who I thought would want to keep me safe are scared of doing that because Jews are 0.2% of the population, but it really seems like we're in charge. Imagine the way that anti-Semitism works, which you can read about if you read Jews Don't Count, which I will link in the show notes to this episode. I know I said that, but I, I think it's important to say it again. Imagine what it feels like to have friends who are not Jewish feel very comfortable trying to educate you about the reasons that rape and murder are understandable. I've had people I know in my life who've been in my home tell me that I don't understand, that I need to empathize with people who rape babies. But the problem with that is, is that Hamas is a terrorist organization. It doesn't represent Palestinian civilians. And when you connect the two, you're helping with their PR campaign. So the former head of Hamas announced yesterday that tomorrow, I think it's the, is it the 13th? LOL, Friday the 13th, that feels right, is going to be a global day of jihad. So all the people who are celebrating what's happening as global uh, social good and progress will have the opportunity to join outside where people are currently being slaughtered in Israel and Gaza. And, um, I saw it and I, uh, got a call from a friend, but I was in the middle of posting an Instagram story saying, you know, I'm Jewish. I I live in New York. Find me on Friday. I'll be out because I don't have kids. I don't have family. My, um, my family's temple in in Rhode Island today got bomb threats. So I told my mom, please don't go to temple, but I'm going to go outside tomorrow. Because I don't have kids that I need to take care of, I'm not a caregiver, I don't have a disabled child who relies on me. I can go outside and pretend to go to lunch except I'm not eating because I'm so filled with trauma and grief that it's hard for me to eat, but I want to go outside because the thing is that before i'm a before I'm a woman, I'm a Jew, <laughs> which is a a decision that I will do tomorrow to go outside and feel unsafe as I do in my apartment right now. As I do in the clawfish, which you guys know is the ultimate form of dresses self-care. And I I say that telling other Jews not to do what it is that I'm saying to do that at the end of the day, if you are Jewish, you're just trying to stay alive you don't owe anyone anything. You don't need to speak out. You don't need to do a single fucking thing. You just need to stay alive and take care of yourself and your families. And if that means tomorrow or any day you take your kids out of school, if that means you take down your mezuzah outside, if that means you don't celebrate Shabbat, you're doing nothing wrong. You're just trying to stay alive and I love you. So I posted on Instagram story, making jokes because I've been in um, trauma therapy for years and have been told repeatedly that making humor and quips is one of the highest forms of processing trauma. And since I am a comedy genius, I already knew that. And I, um, so I make jokes. I laugh and I yell and I cry and I, I make very, very snarky, quippy jokes. And then I tell my friend, I'm sorry, I was posting something. And I call her back. And I'm like, what's up? And she said, I just heard or she said, actually, um, how are you? And I said, I was like, Oh, my God, this thing happened with Judd. And she was like, I know, I I just wanted to call because I heard immediately. And I wanted to call immediately to let you know. And she told me I should get pepper spray and brass knuckles. And I made jokes because that's ridiculous to me. And a horn. And then we tried to find pepper spray that came in pink. And it turns out the pink pepper spray available on Amazon Prime does not ship to New York. Where I might add, well, I'm not um, going to be getting brass knuckles because I, I don't wear that kind of accessory. I prefer Pippin and Catbird. Um, I don't even know if it's legal, and I would never advocate for getting something that is not on a publicly shared podcast. Um, It is, in fact, legal to have pepper spray. You just can't ship it to New York. But I would like it in pink if possible, because while I want to stay alive and have something to defend myself um, as Jews are being violently under attack, I also would prefer for it to be in a color that I find refreshing. And so I ordered uh two little horn things for my wallet. It's like a rape whistle, but um just a different kind of personality quirk and I order them in pink and blue, and thanks to um prime day. um, I saved between 20 and 30%. And so I'm going to figure out which one fits my personality better. I'm not typically a blue person when pink is a veil, but I found it to be a soothing shade. And so we will see what happens with that when it arrives. It actually may well have just arrived, but I won't answer the door because I'd rather talk to you guys instead. And she just checked in and said, how are you? And we made jokes. And I don't think that I cried. uh, But we talked for a while. And uh, I realized that she is supposed to come to New York. And I said, you know, don't come. It's not safe. Um, And I told her that I, I, she has a family and that I would advocate for her to focus on staying safe. Because, you know, rape and murder is never okay. And I don't want any of my friends to be hurt. And I don't want anyone else to be because the thing of it is, who are we if we can't say that rape and murder is never okay? No civilians should ever be raped and murdered. No babies should ever be burned alive. And there's genuine conversation happening right now on social because people are trying to figure out and fact check how many babies were actually beheaded because maybe the terrorist organization, which is in no way connected with Palestinian civilians, it's a separate terrorist network, it is a a terrorist org, maybe... um, maybe they decapitated like five less. And we really need to fact check information and make sure our facts are straight. So that's the conversation that's happening with some people and with other people. They're telling me good friends that they can't speak out because they're afraid of upsetting someone. And again, I have this conversation dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And because I have extra time available, because I'm not doing anything, but being awake, and because the adrenaline is coursing through my body so the melatonin that i uh require every single night to go to sleep means nothing now cuz my body is just on complete alert in grief and shock that is the process of traumatizing i have the time to tell people over and over and over again that they, that i think they're fucking lazy for telling me over and over and over again i need to do my research When I'm saying at the end of the day, this isn't a political issue. This is an issue that Jewish people feel unsafe and that raping and murdering is never okay. And if people are upset at you for saying that, that is the price you pay. And I was in therapy yesterday. My psychiatrist has been in Italy for a much deserved vacation. And I was in therapy yesterday and my psychiatrist cried, which is the first time that's ever happened and um we had this sort of very conversation i told her about texts i sent to people i thought were among my closest of friends and people i i thought were my, among my closest of friends to whom i haven't reached out saying how disappointed i was and hearing back you know i'm sorry and i i don't feel comfortable saying that rape and murder is never okay cuz i don't understand the politics and my psychiatrist, who is someone who is from Eastern Europe and has very specific opinions on things that have helped me become a more humane person and and be less strident, because she challenges in me ways, in ways about how I communicate. Um, she had some thoughts about things that I haven't necessarily heard from before, which is that... You know, a person can be concerned about microaggressions. A person can be concerned about language and a person can also say that rape and murder is never okay. And if you don't say that rape and murder is never okay, you should, you should tell that person to go fuck themselves. And I've never heard my psychiatrist say that before. I told her after it reminded me of a therapy appointment with someone who, um, I used to work with previously who I told her I was going to reach out to um, someone I had previously dated that I just kind of wanted to reconnect. And she said without thinking immediately, my um, old therapist said without thinking, don't do that. And she clo- she put her hand over her mouth and was like, oh my God, because she said it so quickly. And I said, no, thank you. Like That was incredible. You just said exactly the guttural instincts that you needed to say. And my psychiatrist apologized after for saying to tell people to shut the fuck up if they don't believe that rape and murder is bad. And, and, I, and she said, I'm sorry. And I said, no, I needed to hear it. Because as a Jewish person, I'm trying to make people not be mad at me because I feel representative of all Jewish people because that's how we're looked at right now. And Jews are not a monolith nor a palestinians nor is any other marginalized community under attack and i told her that people have told me that i need to empathize with the terrorists people have told me that directly that i need to understand that raping and murdering babies is something that um is social is social action and social good and not um a horror and uh you know Instead of saying to some people that they should go fuck themselves, I've said it to others, I've tried to reason with them because they're talking to a Jewish person right now and I know that they're identifying all Jews with a government. And I know that a lot of people last year who didn't understand a lot about politics felt very comfortable defining what anti-Semitism is. People who are not Jewish put up memes to let other non-Jewish people understand and Jewish people understand what anti-Semitism is in a way that I have not seen for any other marginalized community. Jews only represent, again, 0.2% of the population, but look at the ways that other people feel comfortable feeling silent. Ask yourself why it is that you think that Jews right now can take care of themselves. Are we doing a particularly good job Babies are being beheaded. Children are being raped and and burned alive in front of their parents. Women are being raped violently in fields after uh, over 200 were executed at a peace festival. And they're being raped next to the dead bodies of their friends. And then after the raping is done, I guess, they're executed. So how good of a job do you think that Jews are doing right now when an awful lot of us are dead? I could be doing a better job. People have reached out with enormous love and compassion asking how they can help, and I don't know what to tell them. And I've done community organizing and social action for, I started when I was eight, But I've done it in ways that have been uh, meaningful as an adult for many years. And I've done that within the Bravo community. And I've had Bravo content creators, like who I consider angels right now, because they've said that rape and murder is not okay. And that's the bar. And they've said, how can I help? Like, what can we do? And imagine how it feels to say, I don't know. Like, I don't know what organizations to refer you to. There are organizations who I like in general (laughs) who are um, uh, actively on the ground trying to remind people that um, Palestinians are, are human and Israelis are human and terrible, terrible governments do not represent their opinions in ways that Americans should probably understand. Um and I don't know which organizations to tell you to donate to. I just say that there are smarter people than I who have that information cuz I am unfortunately just trying to stay alive, which makes me a terrible organizer. So I'm posting a lot of information, the information that I share every day references multiple times a day that Hamas does not represent Palestinian civilians and you're being an asshole if you are connecting a community already under attack with terrorism. And I just say that over and over and over again, that nobody should be raped or murdered. And then I hear from people who I've gone to dinner with uh, who do not (laughs) agree or who believe that it's okay to stay silent. And it's sort of similar to the black box action during um, the height of the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020, when a lot of allies, progressive allies, thought the thing that was most important was to stay quiet. So people put up black boxes to say, I am staying quiet today so that other voices, the voices of a community under attack can be better heard. The problem with that is if you don't use your voice, and you stay quiet, hate fills the vacuum. So when you stay quiet, when you say, I am supporting my Jewish friends in real life, or you don't say that, but you say, I'm going to stay quiet on social because I want to respect all of my friends, guess what's filling the void? Is people attending rallies in New York City holding swastikas, holding signs that say, by any means necessary, celebrating the slaughter of babies because you're scared or uncomfortable or you don't understand what's going on. The only thing that you need to understand, the gift that I am giving you today is to say that rape and murder is always, always bad. It's never good. It's always bad. We don't want civilians ever to be raped or murdered. And then you say, but what about Palestinians being raped and murdered. And I say, guess what? Rape and murder is always bad. And what if you say that Armenia is under attack? I say that, guess what? Rape and murder is always bad. But we don't like doing black boxes. We don't like staying quiet. That's not what being an active ally is. And the most depressing thing that I did yesterday, it's a list of about 200, is when in therapy I used quotes. When talking about Jews needing allies, because I have so much internalized hate and anti-Semitism from a society that preaches it, that I don't believe that I need safety and support. I don't believe that I need Jewish people to protect me, so I use quotes, and Jews represent 0.2 percent of the population, and I wonder what our percentage will be after this week. I really don't know. But the thing of it is that rape and murder is always bad and children deserve to live. And there's this odd, all lives matter kind of philosophy happening right now, where people say that Jews should not be murdered. And someone takes that as an insult. And I just don't understand for people who consider themselves allies of other I'm going to use the word progressive, which is meaningless to me. It's, it means nothing. It actually means safety and violence because there are so many progressive organizations, movements of which I've supported and will continue to because I'm a Jew. And so I will always know that Black Lives Matter, and I will say it publicly. And I will say that acknowledging that there are also Black Jews. So when you speak out on Black Lives Matter and you don't speak out when Jews are being slaughtered, you're missing the middle there. And so I know that there are organizations saying that this is progress and you can read about that more in the article I'm going to link in show notes about the ways that the um, liberal movement has been a big fucking flop for Jews and the ways that I feel completely alone from so many of my friends because it's hard to say that rape and murder is always bad. But it's it's one of those things to remember that when a person, a marginalized community is under attack, you can hold many things at once. But the most important thing to remember right now is that babies are being decapitated and that that's happening because of a terrorist organization called Hamas which is in no way connected with Palestinian civilians, we should feel comfortable saying that babies should stay alive. And if a Jewish person is posting that, and your first instinct is to say, but what about um, another country? What about a a place that I might have posted about before? It's like, What you're saying is it it's not enough that Jews are being slaughtered. And as a Jewish person, I think it is. I think I can hold many things at once, which is that I'm always, always referencing that Palestinian and Israeli citizens deserve to stay alive. And also, we should not want to decapitate Jewish babies. And that Jews are under attack and in the ways that there are any number of illustrations from other progressive movements talking about the fact that if you are facing attack and someone else's house is on fire, you're still under attack. I'm not saying you're not, but that house is on fire right now. And in fact, many, many houses were lit on fire this week because when Hamas entered houses... And Jews ran to their safe rooms where they typically hide from bombs, rockets, warnings, that Hamas lit the houses on fire. They were waiting for the Jews to come out from their places of quote-unquote safety. And then maybe they raped and most certainly murdered them. And. You know, this is called the Jewish 9-11, except the victims are being treated very differently than they were here in New York, some of which were also Jewish. And um, so when your friends say that this was Saturday was the day with the most Jewish death since the Holocaust, and what we're watching right now is a carnage, and people are being told to lead the battle, and we're saying Um, never again is now, and you're staying quiet. What does that mean about how to make sure a Jewish person stays safe? It's not about feeling safety, which is also important. It's quite literally trying to avoid being killed. And I'm not sure how to say that in a way that will make you understand, except to say again that me talking about saying rape and murder is also bad. The responsibility of saying that is not on Jews. If a Jew does not in any way communicate what's happening on social media or with you directly, it's because they're under attack and they're just trying to survive. This is a call to action to people who are not Jewish right now, who are staying quiet. You can support your friends in your in your day-to-day life and also speak out. It should not be one or the other. Um, For most people, it's not both. For me, I'm feeling the silence of friends on social and in my real life. Not, Not everyone, but many people I depend on. In my life to help me process difficult events who have been there and been incredible, incredible friends have left me alone to feel like this is where I'm going to die, which means I may still stay alive. I, I assume that I will. I honestly assume that I will, but I don't know who I'm going to be now. I don't know what being alive and being me is And the weirdest, craziest fucking experience is being a Jewish person, getting messages from many of you who live all over the fucking place, who feel exactly the same way. And I know this might feel like a Jewish conspiracy because that's the things that we do best. But believe me when I say I have, I started to collect, um, what Jewish AGs have been sending me, and I hope to share that at another time on social or on this podcast. But imagine the feeling of being a Jewish person, not necessarily knowing the name, first name, or last name, or town of the person I'm talking to on social and know exactly what it is that they're feeling because I'm feeling exactly the same way. Imagine me, Sarah G., Someone who's like, am I going to BravoCon? I don't know, because I just spent $500 on a taco on Tuesday night, which again, you'll get to listen to on a, a genuinely, hopefully funny monologue episode that I will drop maybe later today, maybe tomorrow. But imagine how I feel seeing very famous, successful Jewish celebrities also really fucking mad. Do you know how bad it is if Amy Schumer and Jessica Seinfeld, among many others, are posting about how mad they are at their friends for staying quiet? It's so bad that people who are extremely successful, who are likely, and this is not an insult to them, but just the nature of Hollywood and celebrity surrounded by sycophants, it's so bad that people you gift Chanel are not standing up. So then I'm hearing from non-Jessica Seinfeld and Amy Schumer Jews who are messaging me saying, I don't know what to do. I feel unsafe and alone and my friends are being quiet or they disagree vehemently that rape and murder is always bad. Imagine what that's like to get messages from all of us saying exactly the same thing which is that we feel really unsafe because our friends aren't speaking out. That's happening to thousands of Jews. Amy Schumer is really mad. It's honestly fascinating to me from a pop culture perspective to understand that Amy Schumer's friends aren't standing up. I just think about the swag. I'm like, you all have been on trips. I only, the only thing I give is my, I guess, personality and holiday card. And guess what, guys? My holiday card, which is sent to like guest co-hosts and friends and um, people from like the content creator world, many of whom I also consider close friends it's like, it's a big list. It's a big list. It's pricey. And I love to fucking post those cards. I actually should post those cards on social today just for fun because they're very funny cards. But my list right now is like six. I have to figure out how to pay for these cards every year. And now my problem is like, who am I going to have on the podcast right now? Because first I need to vet and make sure that they believe that rape and murder is always okay. Because before we talk about the real housewives of Beverly Hills, and there's a Patreon episode where I do the trailers, whatever, blah, 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 we need to know that rape and murder is always okay. Okay. Because I am a podcaster, but I'm also a Jew. And if I'm expected to open up and be vulnerable and expectation I've absolutely placed on myself, I need to know that the person that I'm joking with agrees that rape and murder is never okay. That's important to me. It's really important to me as a woman and a person and a Jew. That we are comfortable saying that rape and murder is always okay. Oi, you guys. Oi, vei. Rape and murder is never okay. It's always bad. I don't know if I made those say those words correctly when I was saying rape and murder is always okay. I'm trying to say never okay. Always bad. Rape and murder is never okay. But again, I have the brain episode, so words are tough. So let me just say one more time so we can make sure. Rape and murder is never okay. It's always, always bad. It's never okay. This is not a political issue. Rape and murder is never okay. And Hamas is a terrorist organization that's not connected with the Palestinian civilians. And when you continue to connect them, you're believing a terrorist organization that's raping kids over your Jewish friends and also the people who are now dead. And there's Holocaust survivors who have been kidnapped and are hostages. And there are captured Hamas terrorists saying the reason that children were kept, the reason that children were taken is so that they're raped. Because the thing that rape does best is murder your soul. So you feel like you're dead while you're still living. So imagine me, a Jewish person trying to go to sleep last night, but I can't stop thinking about the Jewish kids who are being raped. And I'm single I mean, way to, you know, throw salt in the wound right now, honestly, but I'm trying to go to sleep, but I don't sleep anymore and I don't eat. And I have in front of me in the cloffice, my sodium electrolyte solution, uh, which on the best of days I need to be drinking constantly. And that's the thing that I'm trying to remind myself to drink because I can't be a good advocate for fellow Jews if I'm um, in the hospital, Or having a seizure, I'm trying to avoid that. Although I was at Lenox Hill on Tuesday night because I forgot to chew a taco because my body doesn't know how to work right now because I'm in shock, and um. So I try to go to sleep last night, and I'm like putting my arms around my chest to try to hold myself, and it's not working, and um, I can't stop thinking about those kids, (laughs) and I'm sorry that they're Jewish, but they still should not be raped and um you know the melatonin's not working i think i went to sleep around 6 and i woke up a couple hours later and um woke up to stories from friends and messages and and texts from people i love who i thought wanted me to stay safe until saturday and um and uh you know i thought I thought our friendship meant more than um, people being upset when they say that rape and murder is always bad, but I'm I'm learning a lot. There's a lot of grief happening um, in many ways and anger and rage. And um, the first, the conversations that I'm saying over and over and over again to people over and over and over again, some of whom I'm really mad at, some of whom are upset that I'm mad because as a Jew, I'm not allowed to be Jewish and human, Jewish and afraid, and Jewish and filled with rage. And I just keep saying to them that it's not enough to stay quiet because you're upset about um, – you're, you're concerned about upsetting people because rape and murder is always bad. Raping and murdering is bad than bearing the weight of other people's upset. It's, it's better to say that rape and murder is bad because you might lose friends but Jews will stay alive and if you have questions about the value of of social media and movements, you should Google that and you should see um how it works and how it can make people feel protected and safe. And Jews, um, unfortunately, are also people. So that's important to us. And the thing with being Jewish is that I haven't been to temple in so many years and I don't really have a ghosting relationship with God and it's complicated. I don't, I'm not really um on that kind of train but um, I believe strongly in being Jewish because I believe in people and community and that's how I was raised in a temple that's actually progressive because it says that rape and murder is always bad and um, so imagine the grief that I feel because I feel like I've lost my religion this week because I believe in people and I'm heartbroken because so many people don't believe in Jews. So many people I feel like don't believe in me and I'm Jewish and I'm under attack and people wanna kill me and I'm watching people be killed and families cry out on TV. But because they're Israeli and Jewish, rape and murder is okay. Imagine what that does to a person who who thankfully to all of your generosity and support and your listens is so privileged to be able to record these episodes every week because I believe in people because I'm I'm Jewish more than anything else in the world right now. The thing that you need to know about me is that I'm a Jew and my religion is people. My religion is Judaism. <laughs> But I believe so strongly in people, which is connected to the experience of being Jewish and the lens in which I view the world. What happens when people are taken away? What does that do to how I believe? It's like I'm heartbroken. I don't know where safety is. But I do know that I have the benefit of knowing that I might be slaughtered this week. So unlike people at a peace festival on Saturday, I know that in staying inside my apartment and simply being violated online, or in going outside that I am in danger and I am not out, I am not unsafe. But the thing that I think of myself more than anything else, especially when Jews are under attack, is that I am the most Jewish person you've ever met. And I haven't been to temple in years. But when someone kills Jews for being Jewish, I'm like a fucking uber Jew at this point. I support every Jew everywhere, including if they're a piece of shit, which is in no way indicative of me in any way referencing the Israeli government in no way. But just to say that there are a lot of Jews who I might not agree with, who I might um yell at <laughs> and again I still haven't seen the new episode of New York but also I feel so much more connected to my Judaism when Jews are are being murdered than at any other time and I'm hearing from Jewish leaders that this is this is very bad this is the worst time for Jews since the Holocaust <sighs> And I think of myself as a star. It's when I'm working on in therapy, but I don't really want to wear one if I don't have to. I don't want to wear one because people are forcing me to. I want to wear one because I choose to. So I'm wearing my Jewish star. I'm wearing my Star of David. And I will not take it off. I'm so proud to be wearing it. I'm so proud to say I'm Jewish. And I want to make it clear and easy for people to know that I'm a Jew Because there are a lot of dead Jews right now who were just at a peace festival. So I want to do my best to stand up for all the Jews who are dead and all of the Jews who feel under attack. And because I don't have people who I typically depend on in my life to help me process life, I'm on Instagram for, I don't even know, I guess, Uh, over 15 hours a day talking to jewish people and saying that palestinian people palestinian civilians are not connected to a terrorist organization because i'm jewish so it's important that um prejudice and racism is is bad and um and connecting that from a progressive lens is an insane decision um one that hamas marketing is like oh thank god um But I'm so Jewish right now. It's like unbelievable because if there's one thing that you know about me, it's that I'm a Jew and Jews are under attack and I am the kind of person, it's not a great idea for me in in prior times in my life that um, will like run toward the fire. But now the fire is like inside of me. (laughs) So how do I take that out? Like, it's like the internalized fear and hate and violence is like inside of me. It's it's in me. And I'm just trying to remember who I also am. And also, I'm a Jewish person and Jews are under attack. So what a fucking contradiction. Remember when I would talk for four years, an episode about Shan? I would like to get back to that. And I feel a responsibility to be there for any Jew who needs to talk, including you listening right now. If you need to connect with someone, you should message me. And I'm very delayed on DMs. There's a lot going on and a lot, a lot, a lot of information I'm sharing every day, information my my friends aren't reading, but a lot of other people are. And people are understanding and understanding that rape and murder is always bad and that that needs to be publicly said and i say it every day in a variety of different ways in some ways that will hopefully make you laugh and um and if there's one thing that i feel a responsibility to do it's to make jewish people feel like they are less alone so i bear that responsibility as someone who's currently under attack i'm bearing that responsibility because their non-jewish friends aren't stepping up and it's a it is a, I'm so thankful to be able to do that. I'm so thankful to try to help isolated Jews feel hopefully less unsafe and to just say, I understand you're upset and I agree. And I, you know, I am here. And if you want to reach out at any time, I am here. And rape and murder is always bad. And that's not a political issue. And if you would like to discuss more on that, You can read an article that I'm linking in the show notes for this episode from New York magazine. And you can disagree and you can hold many things at once, including the Palestinian occupation is very bad. And that rape and murder is also bad. And it's not a political issue. And you can carry many things at once. And if you need more information on that from people who are um, smarter than me at communicating it, I have so much of it on my social media. And I'll be sharing the hundreds of Instagram stories that I've put up with my words and my thoughts and and so many smarter people's. Um, I'll be sharing that to highlights. So if you say to me that I just need more information, you're in luck. Maybe you follow me and you can go to those highlights that I will eventually save when I um, have a moment to uh, do that instead of remembering to breathe. And you'll be able to to have that information. Or you could read the New York Magazine article in my notes. And you should be checking in every day with your Jewish and Palestinian friends. And if you are Jewish, you should be saying that Palestinian civilians should not be killed, you know, because rape and murder is always bad and you should not forget. <sighs> and if you are a Jewish person listening to this, you are not alone. We might feel that we are alone and our friends, many of whom have not stepped up and some of them have. And um and you are not alone and rape and murder is always bad. It's always always bad. And I might agree with your political takes. And you might be at rallies holding swastikas saying that rape and murder is always okay. And I don't want you to be raped or murdered because rape and murder is always bad. So there are people who are advocating for the rape and murder of Israelis right now and saying it's okay. And organizations, you should be upset at them and not me for saying this. Progressive organizations who are condoning this and saying this is progress because rape and murder is, is sometimes okay. And I don't want any of those people to be raped and murdered because they're dehumanizing me and, and dead Jews. But also rape and murder is always, always bad. Rape and murder is always, always bad. And I don't know what else there is to say, except if you are afraid of speaking out. Here's an article in show notes. And if you feel that you can stay silent, my opinion is that's not great. That hasn't worked out for Jews and many other marginalized communities in the past. But um, I am also not representative of all Jews. I am, Jews are not a monolith. People have the right to feel differently and communicate that however they can. And I'm not going to write you a permission slip if you are not Jewish right now to stay silent. And if I see you posting a permission slip, I may or may not say something about it, even though by you posting that, you're telling me that you are not safe. And it's not either or. And if either or works for Jews and not for other communities under attack, you should ask yourself why that is. And if you'd like to understand, you could read a book called Jews Don't Count, which I'm linking in the show notes for this episode. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Housewives and I'm going to do the episodes that you're here to listen to because it's important. And I don't believe that pleasures should be felt with guilt. I think that they're helpful for survival. I think that they're key to survival. And I'm so sad for myself that I have not been able to give myself that. I'm not doing a great job of taking care of myself, guys. I'm not doing a great job of helping you survive this. I'm not doing a great job for people who are just who just want to hear about housewives and don't care about any of this or don't know how to receive any of this cuz it's all so triggering and terrible and bad. And I'm sorry I I haven't said that aspects of this episode are very upsetting because I think it's honestly sort of implied So I guess this is coming at the tail end for me to say it, but rape and murder is always bad and I'm sorry for everything that's happening and I'm sorry that I will continue to bear witness and also I'm going to watch The Real Housewives of New York. I want to talk to you about that. I want to feel like myself. I want to hold many things at once and also say that rape and murder is always, always bad. And you might be upset by things that I've said on this episode, and that's okay. Because all I care about is saying that rape and murder is always bad. And you might have a difference of opinion about how I've said this. And just keep in mind that I'm a Jewish person right now trying to stay alive. (laughs) And also I have a nervous system disorder. And also I have had a brain episode, which makes it difficult for me to communicate sometimes. I'm a better writer. It's better for me, but also that's not helpful for you. This is an audio podcast. And I'm sorry if I've made you sad. I'm sorry. It feels irresponsible. But also because I'm a Jew, which frames the humanity that I feel rape and murder must always be said as bad. It's always bad. It's always, always bad. And civilians deserve not to be terrorized, not in Gaza or Israel or fucking New York. (laughs) And if you're upset by the ways that I've made comparisons, I'm just trying to stay alive and you have every right to feel upset. And also rape and murder is always bad. And maybe I have listened to my psychiatrist and told you to shut the fuck up on social. And also, it means less to me than saying rape and murder is always bad. And I I don't feel that I have any grace left to give. And maybe you'll have some to share with me. And I'm gonna watch New York. And I feel so fucking weird dragging Aaron cause she's Jewish and Jews are under attack. But I also feel just instinctively, based on the limited amount I've seen on, on social, that I'm gonna have some thoughts on her inside and I'm gonna share them. Cause that's what I do here. Cause I'm a podcaster and I talk about people and their behavior and that people are complicated. And also sometimes I say that rape and murder is always, always bad. And there's so many resources available if you wanna understand more about what Palestinians have faced and are facing and about what the Jewish people are experiencing and about the fact that if you remain remember anything else aside from the fact that rape and murder is always bad aside from the fact that Hamas is a terrorist organization that quite literally does not represent the Palestinian civilians under attack it is also that the Israeli government does not represent Israeli civilians, in the way that for me, Trump is not representative of who I am or how I believe. And a lot of people in America have fought for past administrations on any side that they don't believe in, hopefully, sometimes without storming the Capitol. And it's important to remember that people, regardless of what they believe, should never be raped or murdered because rape and murder is always, always bad. And the Israeli government is not representative of the Israeli people. And I would like you to really think to yourself if you posted memes last year defining what anti Semitism is as a person who is not Jewish, if you felt comfortable doing that as someone who is not Jewish and you are staying quiet now about whether or not rape and murder is always bad, I need you to think to yourself why that is. And it's upsetting to hear from me. It might be upsetting for me to say things that make you feel upset or mad, but it's because I'm so upset that my friends and people I respect aren't saying out loud that rape and murder is always bad and that people I know in my life have had conversations with me this week, that this is, this is a real thing. That people believe, people who I know, who I've been in my home, people who I look up to, influencers I followed who I've had to unfollow, because they've said that rape and murder is not always bad. But the thing of it is, and you might disagree, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that rape is always, always bad. And murder is always, always bad and if there's one thing that you do today it's to check in with your jewish and palestinian friends and there are organizations i will try to do research but i know that there are so many smarter people than me who have done that already with places to donate and places to support and if you're interested in people who are who have been trying to help before and during the slaughter there are two organizations that I have supported for a while and followed for a while. One is solutions, not sides. And the other is standing together. And you can Google that and you might be interested and believe in in what they say. And you might not. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, regardless of how you believe politically, regardless of how you believe, how you see Jewish people, how you see Palestinian people, the thing to remember is that rape and murder is always bad. And the former head of Hamas said that tomorrow internationally is the national day of jihad. And the thing is that rape and murder is always bad. And if you say it's not bad in in Israel, why is it bad in New York? I don't understand that. but it's just because I believe that rape and murder is always bad. And I am not a moral authority. I'm a fucking moron. I'm not saying I'm uh, a better person. I'm just saying that I, I believe with every fiber of my being, I have always believed that it's important to say that rape and murder is always bad. And you may have different ways of processing this. And I get that. And I might disagree with you if you're not Jewish, about whether or not you're um saying out loud that rape and murder is always bad like publicly at whatever tools are available in your disposal but i will say that rape and murder is always bad and um your jewish friends need you and they're not going to reach out to you necessarily i'm not um doing a great job of taking care of myself. I'm just trying to survive. So please reach out to them every day. Please reach out to your Jewish and Palestinian friends every day in whatever ways help. Send a text, Send a, give them a call, a FaceTime, ask if they want to grab coffee or tea or go for a walk. If they have kids, maybe su- suggest a play date or drop something off for dinner and encourage them to eat. We're just We're not doing a great job right now. We're just trying to stay alive. And I'm sorry if this is upsetting to hear. I'm sorry that it wasn't entertaining. But before I'm a podcaster, I'm a Jew. And I'm sorry if you have felt alone because you haven't had an episode since Saturday. I've just been very busy trying to stay alive. And I will watch The Real Housewives of New York. And I'm desperate to see what the fuck Shan did because I heard it was terribly bad. And Mary Cosby was on Watch What Happens with Z-Way. And I saw two clips Because I'm trying, I'm trying to remember that I can multitask. And they were terrible. And I felt terribly for Z Way. And um, what a shit show that they were. And I think Salt Lake has already aired this week. And I would like to watch that as well. And I have a live show with Ryan Bailey two weeks from tonight. Um, I haven't done any promotion for it. Like I have had a post um, with me and Ryan smiling and I haven't felt comfortable posting that on social because I'm afraid that people will think I'm not um, also trying to survive. And I feel guilt um, because the ways that I encourage all of you to um understand that guilty pleasures are not ones that need to be filled with shame or guilt and provide value i feel enormous guilt as a living jew who has to fucking pay my rent and figure out how bravo con's going to work out except i choked on a veggie truck uh mushroom taco cuz i forgot how to chew cuz my body is in shock and honestly, I haven't listened to that episode that I recorded after coming back from the ER and in that episode I referenced the fact that you haven't heard from me and you haven't heard me talk about Israel, but what I want to talk about is this veggie taco in case it's a so it's going to air out of order and you guys are just going to remember that cuz I I can't edit time. And um I I could, but I'm I've been recording now for over an hour and I'm a, I'm scared of what I've missed. And I want to just try to do my best to stay alive and to help people who are under attack, which includes myself, and I'm doing a very bad job of it for me. I'm trying to just stay alive and present and and Jewish and say that rape and murder is always bad. So there's a live show that Ryan Bailey and I are going to do, and hopefully we record an ad for it which I do for other live shows. And it was intended for me to hit a certain ticket count, which I would use to go to BravoCon and spend money I don't have. Um, because I I'm I really would love to connect with all of you in person. There's nothing that sounds like bliss more than that. Um, I've posted more on social about just kind of like the day to day experience of trying to remember who the fuck I am and bravo con feels like a pretty great it feels like a fucking mirage it sounds incredible and if you buy a ticket to that event to the live event which you can listen to um sorry watch it's a video (laughs) oh my god sorry for that snort please don't hate me for that um and if you do it's fine um That it's a live show that we're doing with moments. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be virtual and phenomenal. Ryan Bailey and I are gonna talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere, which is a show that I will absolutely watch. And it's an hour where you can just watch us and fucking laugh. Cause I don't know. It's uh, the the gift that you guys have given me is the fact that I have Andy's girls. I'm so thankful to have it. I am so thankful. I'm so thankful to have it. Oh my god. I'm so. I'm so lucky. I'm so fortunate to have this. It forces me to remember that I need to watch Housewives. That is a gift to me right now. That is a fucking miracle. So um, anyway, this is the best promotional work I'll ever do in my life. So it's a the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere kiki. It'll be on moment on Thursday, whatever the fuck that date is. I think it's the 26th. I'll link in show notes (laughs) to get tickets, which is hilarious, uh, which are $12 day of it goes up to 15. And there's also going to be an after show with trivia. And we're going to talk about Beverly Hills and whatever you want. And it's going to be a place to laugh for a fucking hour and just listen to us goddamn gab. And it's going to be great. And if I hit a ticket thing, but I just that fucking mushroom taco, my ER copay is, $500. So I've got BravoCon and the taco, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it work for both, but I will do my best with this live show. And I will post that photo on social, hopefully, or maybe not. And um, so that is a show that you do not need to join us live to see. It is a video, a live show with Moment. You'll have a week to watch with that $12 ticket which you can get at moment dot co slash andy's girls for Thursday, October twenty sixth at eight p.m. Easter. What the fuck? Eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Pacific. If you have other plans that day or other things, don't worry. You can watch it after. You've got up to a week. And I appreciate your support. And I'm so sorry. This episode is so sad. I'm so sorry for that. And I feel. Uh, I feel sad. But um, it's important for me to say, regardless of how annoyed you are that I haven't posted another Housewives episode, that we can f- we can feel many things at once, including upset you haven't gotten another AG classic, and also that I needed to say that rape and murder is always bad. And um, I-, I don't know what else there really is to say, um, except... Uh, My mom texted me, I think, about Temple while I was recording. And she said, thanks for being concerned, but I'm sure the police checked out the building in addition to arresting the jerk. So she said, there is no bomb. These people cannot get away with this crap. I'm furious. And I'm going to say something that I've never said aloud, I don't think, to anybody else. But it's that my family has been through a lot. Uh, there's been a lot that you guys don't know about that's happened and is happening because it's not my responsibility to um alert you of <laughs> things that I'm experiencing. It would not be appropriate for, for me right now. But to say that um I was there when my brother 25 years ago dove into the shallow end of a pool and was rendered a quadriplegic. So he is my brother and he is also now living with paralysis akin to Christopher Reeve's injury. And I was talking to my mom about something and something that happened uh, uh, in the years since. And she said, I, um, it was the worst night of my life. And I said, how is that possible? Because Jeff's a quadriplegic. How is that, how is that not the thing that was the worst moment in your life? And she said, because when this other thing happened... I felt so alone and I just want you to remember that, that feeling alone at a terrible time is a feeling that it feels inhumane to have to process trauma and survival and to feel alone in doing so and i'm i'm not alone i have you guys you guys have me but just please check on your jewish and palestinian friends today and one text is great honestly it's a fucking miracle but also if you can do more check in with them ask them how you're feeling don't don't wait for them to tell that to you because people don't know right now who is safe and um, if you don't understand that, you know, Jews are not a monolith and neither are all people. And you can believe me and thousands of Jews or not. And regardless of whether you do, rape and murder is always bad. Uh, follow me on Instagram. A lot of shit popping um, that I talk about and I'm trying to bring back pedro pascal and guinea pigs to my instagram stories amidst all of this so please join me in support of that journey at dame galley and the patreon has um i don't know some stuff uh i did an episode with all the trailers live reactions it's an hour long married to medicine and beverly hills and miami and um and I want to end this uh, with a with a song, actually. Um, and you're like, what the fuck? Kim Zolsiak, Are you here? And um, a friend of mine, <laughs> speaking of paralysis, a friend of mine who I met through the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation several years ago. And John Mayer, Eat Your Heart Out, is an incredible, incredible singer-songwriter. He's also Jewish. His name is Jesse Rubin. I highly encourage you to follow him on social and stream his albums. And he's on tour, and you should go watch him perform everywhere he goes. And his wife, who is also a friend of mine, Jen, is incredible. She's also the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. And um, so these are are two Jews I love. Shout out Jesse and Jen and and Jesse is an accomplished singer songwriter and he is, his albums have been lifesavers for me. They have um, uh, helped me keep going at times and I uh, am excited to to listen to those albums today to feel a little bit more like myself. And he wrote a song about the experience of being. Jewish, because as we as AGs like talking about people and how we feel and our lens and perspectives, which is a a way to mix psychology and connection and creativity in one as a singer songwriter, Jesse wrote about how he is feeling. I think it's he said it was the first time he's written specifically about his experience being a Jew. And the song is called They Found Us in the Attic. And he sent me a copy of it on no notice. He just wrote it and just performed it last night. And I saw it because Jen posted it live. And I said, Jesse, can I please, please, please have that for Andy's girl and borrow it? And he said, OK, Sarah, because he's a mensch. And so follow Jesse Rubin, whose information I'm going to include in the show notes. And I'm sorry because of the sniffling from the tears. And um, so I'm going to play that song to end this episode because um, it's beautiful and he's incredible and and um, I love Jesse and Jen. And um, I think it's important to, uh, to listen to Jews who are under attack. And also, it's a pretty fucking good song. So um, ending with that, and um, there's information in show notes about that book by David Baddiel and the article from New York Magazine and Jesse's information and tickets to the live show and the Patreon and, um, and take care of yourselves. And you might disagree with things I've said, and other people may have posted things that also disagree with things I've said, and that's because people are are not a monolith, and people are complicated, and people process things in different ways. And some people might feel sadness, while other people express rage, and uh, that is the experience of being a human person. And another part of being a human person is to know and say out loud that rape and murder is always bad, and um. That might feel overly simplistic, and that's that's the point. Yolanda is to say that rape and murder is always bad, but um, I don't represent all Jews. I barely represent myself. I represent a version of it that has existed um, technically since Saturday, and I hope you understand that. And I hope you give me some grace, regardless of I told you to go fuck yourself um which was medical advice from my psychiatrist um so jesse rubin i'm gonna kick it off to you and stay safe and be well and do whatever it is that you need to say to uh survive and do not feel that you need to be online my jewish friends you should disconnect and if you are not Jewish or Palestinian, you should check on your Jewish and Palestinian friends. That is an important thing to do. And if you believe that you are a quote unquote uh, good liberal or good person, I would I would encourage you to um or not. I would encourage you to read the New York Magazine article that I'm linking in show notes. And if you need more information on the experience of being Jewish, I would highly encourage that you order and read David badiel's um Baddiel's book. And um. Stay safe and the world is terrible and I am um, heartbroken for people who are trying to understand and explain this to their kids and Um, if you are watching housewives right now, I'm so fucking jealous and I am going to make it a, uh, an order to myself to watch and maybe post some mini episodes talking about the franchises and do another episode with a guest, um, soon enough. And, um, hopefully you are with me on this journey, which is to listen to episodes of Andy's girls, which have been recorded for many years and will continue to, to happen. Because Andy's Girls isn't going anywhere. And I'm not going anywhere. And, um, and, and that's important to acknowledge and note that it AG will be here and you will have an hour long hour plus long episode about the fact that I forgot to chew a taco. And it's I think a funny episode and I will be posting it. And also, I want to watch the morning show. I'm saying that out loud. So that's an example of how bad things have gone. And also, they've had some great episodes this season, and I did not know that that was possible. And I can't wait to record it, taking it personally on that. And also, I've heard The Bachelor, The Golden Bachelor, is excellent television. And even if it's not, I want to watch it. And I want to talk about it on an upcoming episode. So you will get those episodes. We are going to do many things at once. One of them is to survive. One of them is to disagree with each other one of them is to sometimes yell and cry and talk. And um, another is to listen to Jesse Rubin's song. And again, I'm sorry, I just sniffled. I know that that is annoying. I'm not being sarcastic. I know that it is. I just unfortunately, I'm not able to edit <laughs> at this point. So I'm sorry. And uh, you are not alone. And this is a difficult episode and it's, I think we can do difficult things. I really think we can. I think we can because I believe in you because, um, I used to believe in people and maybe (laughs) I'm just currently being a little more selective in that, um, And it's okay if this didn't make sense. And it's okay if you disagree with how I expressed it. A lot of people are processing a lot of trauma at the same time. And we are all not the same. And we go through things in different ways. And this is the way that I went through it. And that's okay. It's okay to feel discomfort and uncomfortable. It's okay to disagree. And hopefully you can also hold those things in your hands with your heart and also say that rape and murder is bad. And if you're Jewish, there is no responsibility placed on you to do anything but survive and also hopefully to say out loud that Hamas does not represent Palestinian civilians because it is a terrorist organization. And I hope that you say it and I have empathy for whatever decision that you make and you are under no responsibility to do anything else but to survive. Okay, are we okay, guys? Are we okay? I know many of us are not okay, and some of us are okay. I am telling you that I am not okay. That does not mean I will always not be okay, it just means that right now I needed to be really honest because I'm experiencing a lot of trauma and shock, and also. Heather Gay looked great in that corset or I don't even know I, I did google the difference between corset and, and bustier because I'm losing my mind and Evan Ross Katz if you're listening to this right now you can explain it to me because there are certain aspects of fashion that I do not necessarily understand and I don't know if there's a difference between corset uh, corset and bustier And I also just mangled how to say corset, much like Mary did on Watch What Happens. But I did just need to say that Heather Gray looked incredible in that Gucci corset on Salt Lake City. And it needed to be said, just right now, it needed to be said more episodes coming. They're going to drop at a weird schedule. Thanks for your patience. Subscribe to Andy's Girls wherever you listen so that you can get those episodes. Bear with me with the drop schedule. I'm just uh, doing my best at the end of the day, which many, many, many people are. And if you can just extend a little bit of grace during this time, I would appreciate it. I really, I really, truly would, um, regardless of whether or not it is deserved. Jesse Rubin, let's kick to you because I've introduced you 7,000 times. And on that note, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you are well. And we will absolutely, absolutely 1,000% chat soon. And the next episode you might get is about that veggie taco, that mushroom taco. And I think it's a funny one. So here's to Jesse and to all of you. Be safe. Be well. I'm thinking of you and you are not alone and let's listen to Jesse's song. Have a great one, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: First they came for the papers Then they erased all the news Then they came For our neighbors Dragged them from their kitchens While we listened but didn't move There was marching in the cities There were riots in the south We were living in a panic They found us in the attic With our hands over our mouths And they split us into sections And they took away my daughter This is for your own protection I heard them mention It was the last I ever saw her And they threw us into prisons And they left us there to starve we all begged them spare the children they made us stand there and branded numbers to our arms on a tiny scrap of paper is a prayer about my wife that I think will be my savior, I repeat it every evening, and I know that I'll survive. No one loves me like she does, no one loves me like she does. No one loves me like she does Yes, we should've seen this coming And we should've seen the signs When you're dealing with your problems It's easy to lose sight of lessons history provides No one loves me like she does No one loves me like she does No one No one loves me like she does No one loves me like she does No No one loves me like she does no no one no one loves me like she does no one loves me like she No one loves me like she does. No one loves me like she.